I'm so grateful for what you did with your teaching. It's just incredible. Because I know for a fact that I would not in the job that I'm in now if it hadn't mm-hmm. been for your teaching. And then I asked her the <laughs> question, can you remember any of those chants that I gave you? Remember them, she said. I use them daily. This must have been 15 years ago. She's still wow. in her memory. Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss podcast the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode. We, again, are in season four. This is Storytelling and International Talks. If you are new to the show, this will be another amazing episode where we are going to talk about how dyslexics can learn in a really unique way. And I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. So Chris, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I always love my guests to share a little bit about who they are in this dyslexia space. I think context is so critical and it's very important. So do you mind introducing yourself and really talking about your connection to dyslexia? Well, my name is Chris Blance. I'm a specialist dyslexia teacher living in the UK, in the north of England. I've been teaching dyslexic children for over really 25 years. I've been teaching privately, but also in schools. I'm Orton Gillingham trained. Since the pandemic, unfortunately, all of that had to stop. I actually thought my career was over. But in fact, what's happened now is I'm now entirely online. And that means that I can teach anybody in the UK, which is what I'm doing now. And I'm delighted to say I've actually got a few pupils in America. Amazing. It's opened up a whole new kind of chapter for me, really. In the mid-90s, I invented a spelling system, which is unique to me. And it's had fantastic results on my pupils. And that's in a series of books called Spelling Success. And I've also created a complete teaching program called Enchanting Strategies, which has turned people around really wonderful. I love that. And we'll delve a little bit into that technique a little bit Mm -hmm. later in the show. But I do want to ask you this. So Chris, you were formerly a biology teacher? Yes. Yeah. And so how did you stumble upon the dyslexia world? (laughs) Stumble actually is a very good word because somebody (laughs) stumbled across me. It's great. When I look back onto this, all of my movement into the dyslexia area has all been quite by accident, by strange Mm. events happening. I was teaching biology in the 90s. I actually gave up. I gave up to have my children. What happened then was, it was very strange because a complete stranger knocked on my door when I'd given up teaching and said, I understand you're a biology teacher. I said, I was, but I'm not teaching anymore. (laughs) My family. And she said, well, would you be interested in doing an evening class in O-level human biology up at the high school, giving it to adults, and it's just well, a couple of hours a week. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. that sounds interesting. Took that on, and that ran for about six years. And it was about in the sixth year, a young man came up to me at the end of one of the lessons and said, has anybody told you about me? Mm-hmm. Looked him up and down, and he seemed quite normal to me. And I said, <laughs> no, no, what seems to be the problem? He said, well, I'm dyslexic. Now, we're talking about a while ago now, and dyslexia mm-hmm. wasn't really talked about much, and I knew that it had something to do with reading and spelling and writing. Right. That was it. And I'm thinking, how on earth is this man going to get through this, this um, science exam? So I took him on as a private pupil to teach him biology, but I also 
clued up on, on dyslexia. And as luck would have it, there was a teacher in the same town who was doing exactly what I've been doing over the past 25 years, teaching dyslexic children. Mm. So I asked her to sit in on some of her lessons, and I was so fascinated by the whole process that I decided that I wanted to, you know, specialize in it. And the amazing thing was that a few weeks later, there was an advert in one of the local newspapers talking about a speaker coming up to the community hall to give a talk on dyslexia. And this wow. was a person from the British Dyslexia Institute went along to that. And at the end of the session, she said, if there are any teachers in the audience who would be interested in specializing, please stay behind, but only stay behind if you've had at least three years teaching experience. So the whole mm. hall emptied and there was me sitting <laughs> with one other person behind me. And I turned to speak to her and she said, I shouldn't really be here, you know, I've only had one year's teaching experience. And so I thought, mm, well, she probably wouldn't be accepted on the course. But amazingly enough, she was. And, you wow. know, if she hadn't actually been accepted, probably would never have completed the course because mm. it was an awful journey. It was over, it was about 100 miles to go once a week. Um, oh, wow. An awful journey. And I don't yes. think I've it through on my own, but we shared the course and that was great. Wow. Yeah, I love how I did use Stumble because I remember you telling me you were a biology teacher. And I just mm -hmm. think it's so interesting. Some guests that come on, they will say, well, this found me. Like, I, this isn't what I was looking for. And I just think that that is amazing. It's amazing. It feels as though I was meant to do this. I absolutely think you were because it's now, what, 25 plus years later and mm. you have this unique technique. So let's shift gears and talk about what is this technique that you are implementing with your dyslexic learners and talk to us about how you created it and how it came to be. Well, again, that's another super little story as well. <laughs> it was a pupil that I'd been teaching at one of the local schools who was dyslexic. And if she hadn't said this particular phrase to me, I would never have created this particular whole teaching program because she said to me, can you help me spell the word because, Chris? She said, I can get the letters, but I can't necessarily get them in the right order. Mm. So I was literally driving to school to teach her, and I thought what she needed is something like a mental glue to spell right. the letters in the right order. And I thought, I know, I haven't tried mnemonics on this child. Mm. So I thought, right. And I knew that there was a mnemonic for the word because it's been circulating schools for years, which is big elephants can't always understand small elephants. And mm. for those people who are not sure what mnemonics are, you learn a phrase like that, and then all you do is you take off the first letter of each of those words in that order, and then, you know, as if by magic, you've got the word spelled because. And so I was driving along there, and I'm thinking, well, that's all very well for that one word, but what about all the hundreds of words that she Right. One at least for each one. Those are just too ridiculous. And then completely out of the blue, I had this light bulb moment. And I suddenly thought, well, hold on. What happens if you start chant with the word you're trying to target? Then there's no confusion. Because mm. big elephants can't always understand small elephants. It tells you nothing at all that it's going to spell because. you just got to work right. that out and remember it. But if you start the chant with the word you're trying to spell, light years difference. So I went in, armed with this one chant, sat her down, got a strip of card about seven inches by three inches, wrote the word because on the front, flipped it over on the back, wrote this chant out on the top, which I made up, which was because elephants can add up sums easily. And so I talked about this elephants in a maths lesson, and, and that got her giggling. And then <laughs> we actually, we went on Google Images, I typed in elephants in a maths lesson, 
cartoon. It's really important to write that word cartoon at the end. And then you get a mm-hmm. whole host of beautiful little pictures that you can choose and copy. So she drew this little picture of elephants in a maths lesson, coloured it in, and then I said, right, now you never ever have to write that chant out, but all you've got to do is memorise it. So let's say it out loud at least 10 times, because by saying it out loud, you're rehearing it through your own ears, and that's an important right. part of the learning process. Let's see how you get on. So off she went, because elephants can help some easy because I'm doing all And then her little eyes lit up, and she said, that's great. <laughs> so I said, okay, how do you spell because now using that chance? So she slowed it right down and took it off letter by letter, and there was the word. And so she was so excited, she said, can I have some more? And I said, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> so the pair of us made about half a dozen of them in that first lesson, and she made one of herself, which I still use to this day, the word white, white houses in the East. You see how you always start the chant with the word. With the word, yeah. That's great. Well, it, it was because I thought, she's going to forget those, isn't she? By the time I see her next week, the whole lot will have gone. On the contrary, she literally was running along the corridor, waving these things, flapping them above her head and saying, these are fantastic, Chris, I want more. So I tested <laughs> her on them and she knew every single one fluently and quickly. She spelt them all correctly. And I thought, wow, this is a bit of all right. <laughs> so over the next few months, I set to work and I made loads of chances. And so over two or three months, she could then memorize and use and spell over 200. That's amazing. And it's wonderful because what happens is, I mean, brains love stories. So each word becomes a story and each word then literally lifts off the page and becomes less boring than just trying to memorize the order of letters to spell Mm -hmm. a word. You know, the look, cover, write, say method. I mean, that works for a while, but it doesn't stick. So you've got this system, which, I mean, I thought that was good because she had over 200. And then I tried to use it on some of my other people's and I couldn't believe the results it was having. Everybody, everybody loved it, didn't matter what the age was. And I had one little lad who was so passionate about these chants. He used to deliberately misspell words in the spelling test. I could tell by the glint in his eye. He could memorize in one hour, this is after about a year, mind, over 500. It literally transformed him. It meant, you know, all these words he could, he could now read and spell. They're mm. multisensory. That's the thing. They are totally multisensory. Yes. I was yeah. thinking of the whole visual and verbalization. So they're saying that word, they're getting their own picture in their head, and they're able to, like you said, make that glue to make the connection. If you're a tired teacher looking for a way out of the classroom and want to turn your expertise and talents into becoming your boss, creating your flexible schedule, and building a business that serves your needs and wants, then you want to subscribe to my Tired Teacher to Teacherpreneur Mindset Monday episodes. If you want a taste of what it's like to transition out of the classroom to becoming a teacherpreneur, then join me every Monday for 15 minutes. This exclusive subscription offers a community, resources, and access to me all for $5 a month. Put that $5 towards your morning coffee from Starbucks to good use and subscribe today. Click the link in the show notes and hang out with me and other teachers every Monday at 5 a.m. See you there. I have a question for you. How many of these mnemonics do you have? Because there are thousands of words in the English language. Well, not one for each word. In my Enchanting Strategies course, I've got half of that is devoted to the mnemonic method. And in that half, 
there are loads of different word lists, and each word list has got their own mnemonic chants, and then masses and masses of ready-made sentences in order to practice the reading and practice the dictation. So I tend to limit giving chants to words that are maybe about seven letters long. It's a really great, strong gimmick for those mm-hmm. smaller words. For bigger words, I don't even begin to do any chants with those because I teach phonics anyway. So in that Enchanting Strategies course, I've got a whole series of color-coordinated flashcards alphabet, consonant, blend, long vowels, prefixes, suffixes, that kind of thing, all color-coordinated with the associated word banks and the associated structured sentences. So the whole lot flows through. And you can't just rely on mnemonics because they are a gimmick. But right. I mean, they really are powerful. I mean, I can tell you one thing that literally happened to me two days ago. I went to a village nearby to post an order, a book order, actually, strangely enough, to Maryland. There's a <laughs> And this particular village has got a really good, reliable post office as opposed to my village, which hasn't. And so mm-hmm. I, I literally got to this village and I was climbing out of the car and this young woman walked past with her two children. She looked across at me and I looked at her and I'm thinking, I know that face from somewhere in the past. And she mm. said, you used to teach me. And I said, what's your name? And she told me her name. And I said, oh my God, of course, yes. How lovely to see you. How are you doing? We had a lovely conversation. And then she said, I'm so grateful for what you did with your teaching. It's just incredible. She said, I know for a fact that I would not, in the job that I'm in now, if it hadn't mm-hmm. been for your teaching. And then I asked her the question, can you remember any of those chants that I gave you? Remember them, she said. I use them daily. And oh, started, my God. This must have been 15 years ago. She's still wow. in her memory. This is just That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the impact that you've had on many lives and giving them the resource to really succeed. And I know that you kind of talked a little bit about your program, but I want to let our audience know you're the founder of Help for Dyslexia. So this is your business. I'm really interested to know what is your company's mission and what other services do you offer? So anyone who's listening, maybe they might want to take your course, or maybe they're local, or maybe they want your services. So tell us a little bit about your business and your mission. Well, my mission is quite simple, really. I would love to have more pupils. I have the availability to take on more pupils, and I'd be delighted to have some more from America. But my main mission, really, is to get more known, because I would very much like to have this teaching course of mine in as many schools as possible for the simple Mm -hmm. reason that you're hearing over and over again how many children leave the education system semi-literate. Right. It really bothers me to hear this. And I know for a fact that when I've tried to approach schools and say, would you be interested in this particular course? The usual response is, well, we have our own methods of teaching phonics, which of course I know they have. They wouldn't be a school without that. But what about all the children who don't function on those methods, who need a different approach? And this little course of mine, if they had that as a sideline, and then they were seeing children failing on their methods, this little teaching course of mine could actually pick them up and launch them into a a new stratosphere, because that's what has been happening in the last 25 years. I've literally taken hundreds of kids who haven't been able to cope on the school system. Right. And parents have said to me over and over again, can't believe this. My child's been in school for X number of years and made no progress. And yet within a matter of weeks, I can see the difference. And it's just because it's a fun, multi-sensory way of learning the English language. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I think the biggest thing that you touched on is 
there doesn't have to be a one size fits all for a dyslexic learner. I mean, you have some Orton-Gillingham training as well. So obviously you're bringing in that multi-sensory approach, but I know the parents who are listening, because today Orton-Gillingham is a huge buzzword and I always encourage parents to do their homework. I've had Orton-Gillingham fellows on the show that say, the same thing. You don't just want anybody to say that they're Orton-Gillingham trained, but you want to make sure that you're doing the background to know, oh, this might actually be something that is helpful for my child. Or, oh, what is this practitioner's philosophy around whatever it is your end goal is aside from the literacy part? Obviously, the end goal is always to be a literate person, but there are different methods and ways to get there. And I think that's why I really love your approach because when you told me about this, I was like, oh, I've never heard of this before, but this is a really unique way. It kind of reminds me of a song. I can still remember lyrics from a song from when I was like eight years old on the radio. It's that kind of thing where it activates a different part of the brain. And your former student is a testament to that. (laughs) Absolutely. I I mean... It's just so easy to teach as well. It really is. I mean, all the information in that teaching program is there. There are 10 instructional videos. Everything okay. is there. All the materials are there, ready. As soon as you download it, you can start using it. And it's so simple to use. It's like a recipe. I've got a teacher mm-hmm. in America who uses it, and she loves it. And it just has transformed some of her little pupils. It really has. And it's just such fun to do. It really is. Right. So you offer this course, so it sounds like it's an at your pace. You also tutor. Are there any other services that you provide? Well, not really, no. I mean, apart from selling the books, of course. I sell the books. Okay, right. Success, yeah, selling the books. Then the teaching course on offer. I am wondering about maybe branching into teaching teachers to use this course. I was just about to ask you if you are doing that. <laughs> well, I'm not really. Apart from this teacher in America, in California, who bought the teaching program about three years ago, and she's obviously using it. And she rings me regularly and contacts me. We've become firm friends, I think, over these last three years. Right. And I'm there to support and help her in the background. I've actually had a few homeschooling parents in America take it on board as well. And they oh, that's good. loved it as well. It's so easy to do. And that's the thing about this. This could actually be if it was in schools, sitting there in schools, waiting for those people who are struggling a bit. It could be taught even by an auxiliary teacher a parent who is there volunteering, you don't necessarily have to have teaching qualification in order to carry out the recipe to get the results for these children. Right. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't sound like you need a certified teacher or I've done 200 hours of this literacy program. I mean, it's very accessible. And I think what I have found in my work, that's the biggest systemic issue. It's sometimes it's just isn't accessible whether it's financially, whether it's education-wise, you know, some parts of the world just aren't aware of dyslexia and how dyslexics learn. So your program could be the solution to really getting this in several hands to just kind of get that ball rolling. And then once it gets faster and faster, the kids pick it up quickly and they really love to learn. Well, the thing is, it's what it's doing, especially with me teaching online now, it's actually teaching the parents who obviously have to sit with the child in the lesson. Right. It's teaching the parents how to teach like a specialist teacher, which means right. in the weekly lessons, then they can practice and they can give them extra practice because they know what they're doing. And I find mm-hmm. this quite exciting. And you can see this wonderful bond between, you know, the, right. child, and the child developing because they're helping, they're helping their children and they can see the obvious results. And it gets quite exciting. 
And so it's something that I feel quite strongly about it. As long as you've got a computer and you've got some paper and you've got the ability to maybe SIM card, you need some SIM card, the ability to print out on SIM card, the flashcards are embedded in the teaching course. That's all you need, really. A set of coloured pens, paper, and that's it. And then the instruction from the videos. And you're up and running. It's just as basic as that. And it sounds as though it's too simple, but in fact, it works. The Orton-Gillingham method is brilliant. It's incredibly detailed. But the only slight criticism, and it's very slight, is that because it's so detailed, it can sometimes be so slow. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of children need that kind of detailed Right. But there are many children who need to be pushed on quite quickly so that they can catch up with their peer group. And so this my enchanting strategy is I've, I've taken the Orton Gillingham flashcards, but then I've increased my own worksheets and, and made them well, work a bit quicker so that you can get quicker results. And it does yeah. really Yes. Excellent. So Chris, we are coming to the end of this episode. I think this was a really special and unique episode to kind of share your approach because as I said, this is new to me and I'm sure that there are a lot of parents that are like, oh, I need to find where I can look for this. So can you let us know how can people contact you? And this will be in the show notes as well. Well, on the website, you've got everything there that you need. So that's www.helpfordyslexia.co.uk. And the four, incidentally, is spelled F-O-R, it's not the figure four. So that's the website. And then I have a Facebook Help with Dyslexia site and also LinkedIn under the name mm. of Christine Lance, that's B-L-A-N-C-E, and also a YouTube channel under Christine Oh, excellent. Lance. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, so those of you who are really interested in checking out this resource, be sure to click the links in the show notes. So Chris, this has been an excellent conversation and I'm always excited to bring on new guests. So next week, we will be delving into a children's literacy book. So stay tuned for next week's episode.